Welcome to Have an Opinion. Nick and Kyle here, back for another episode. It's been a couple weeks, but we're finally back. We're finally ready. I'm finally ready to show my face again after the monstrosity that was the golf challenge. Got a lot on the menu coming up. We're not going to tell you what any of it is because one of them is a secret, so we might as well keep the whole show a secret. Stay tuned. And welcome back to Have an Opinion. It's Nick. It's Kyle. Kyle, it took a lot of courage for me to show my face on camera this week. <laughs> a lot of courage after you beat me in the uh, Have an Opinion golf challenge. Well, sure, but are we considering yesterday's match as the rematch? So the funny thing is we planned on doing the rematch, and mm. me and Kyle went yesterday, and I thought it was going to – he bought these balls that go, sh- that go straight. Yeah. And I thought it was a casual dick-around golf event. And Kyle starts writing one up, two up, and I said, oh, it's rematch day. Oh, I, and so I'm I, fine with that. I won the rematch, apparently, so everything you saw is a sham because Kyle's a fraud, apparently. You didn't win the rematch. I mean, you single-handedly, I won two holes out of nine. That's bad. My putting was on. That's Your the difference putting was maker. on. I, now that I know how to use those self-correcting balls, mm-hmm. like there's no man. need. Yeah. If, you're, if you can drive the green with them, use them. I told Kyle any hole that he won with the straightening balls was under protest. So yeah. it's per review of the uh, It might have been a 9-0 sweep. The, can- the council. The council. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> excited to be back. Excited. Uh, don't know how many opinions we have left because I just took a big boy job. Mm. Uh, that's not me trying to flex or bum Kyle out. It's just the fact well, of I'll succeeded. be moving soon. And uh, I like to think we'll have more opinions. But I mean, if I visit, we could. He'll we visit. Could have an we'll we'll do them on uh, on the Allegheny River in a little raft, and we'll. Oh my! Hang up. Like live on air, I had a thought. Oh, no, I can't all right. Think of what it was. I was like, wait. There was there was something that happened, mm-hmm. and it was it was a great callback to the uh, don't forget it was the rocket that saved you, and I can't think of what it is now. Oh. Uh, but yeah, you still don't even know what's happening in this episode. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I. I've worked retail at a place where you need to have a membership to shop, and they have a Mountain Dew that's exclusive there called Monsoon Blue or something. Mm-hmm. Kyle keeps calling it Typhoon. Typhoon. Between... There used to be a Mountain Dew Typhoon. What are I'm... you laughing at? I'm laughing at the... It, remember, it was the rocket. Like it, it, it just hit me again that that's actually something you said to people. Yeah. I saved them. <laughs> That lady needed to be she, carried 10 feet. She had her keys, and she didn't want to get her keys wet, so you just you pulled her to her family. While we were kayaking, the lady's holding her keys up. I, just, I haven't thought back this on big that in river, a while. And, and I just, the water was shallow as hell. It was moving, but not to where she was going to drown. And she was like, can I just grab onto your kayak, and you can pull me to my family, who is probably 15 yards away. And I did it. And then after we let her go, I per- I just yelled, don't forget it was the rocket that saved you, as if I stopped her from dying. Like, it wasn't like a lot of those jokes that we tell, like if me and you are in public, I'll just say something to you, and like only you uh, hear it. Right. Like, those people, they heard you, and then we're like, what? <laughs> we, just, we just scooted up. It just, oh, we rarely do see. we say things like that and, like, actually say them to people. The difference, like, they weren't going to catch up to us. Right, and there they was They weren't no... going to talk to us. They were a very slow-moving group, so, like, right. I was never going to see them again. Like, if I say uh, that in public here, maybe I run into somebody right, again. Right, exactly. But three hours away on a camping trip, nah. Oh, we're that was fine. just, I forgot that that was, like, 
just an actually thing that happened. I, did, I haven't thought about it in a long time. We uh, we got these Mountain Dews here. Kyle's pounding his down because he's had it before. I've never had this one, so I'm going to be taste testing instead of Kyle this time. Yeah, I'll say it's a flavor you've probably tasted somewhat before. It's it's signature of a lot of Mountain Dew flavors where it's like... A big cup. Yeah. If I don't like this, you owe me 89 cents. I mean, you can if I do pour like it into it, mine. You get your money back. <laughs> I have... Uh, I have plenty of quarters for you. That's very sweet. Yeah. It's Does sweet. it almost taste like you've you tasted something like It's almost like voltage, like it, but... But not. But not. That's how almost every blue Mountain Dew is, I swear. It's voltage, and then they do something. They tweak it somehow. But you see how it's like, if you had a can of it, like, you know, cans aren't that big. It would uh-huh. be good. But, like, after you drink all that, you're going to be like, yeah, I'm probably good for a little while type thing. Compared to, like, I think Code Red I could drink, like, daily. Day. Yeah. I don't know. That's how I am about Mountain Dew. Yeah, I feel that. Some flavors that are really good, they're just in doses. You Mm -hmm. can't. Maybe I'm just getting old. Oh, I don't know. Things in doses over here. What else we have today, Kyle? We have forensic files, and we have a secret topic. We can't do trivia like we were going to do on our last recorded episode that stopped recording and everything went to hell midway through. We did a trivia challenge. That'll be the big main event next time. Okay. No topics beforehand. Uh, we'll just figure it out as we plan the show going into the, our next week. We should just do a trivia barrage. Like we if could. you can find like a history, uh, sports, movies, pop culture, mm-hmm. music. I mean, the things we like to have opinions on. Who's really got the most lethal weapon, you know? <laughs> we'll find out in the big trivia barrage. Um, but we do have a secret, secret mission, a secret topic, if you will. I mean, you have a secret. I, 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 I do. don't know anything do. that you're talking so about. So this very heavy box next to me is my record collection. Oh. You know, I saw you grab that while we were setting up, and I thought nothing of this it. This is my record collection. I want you to find maybe three or five albums. Yeah. And we're going to talk about them. You can, they, oh. It can be, why do you own this? It can be, this is a great album. I can't believe you own this. It can be, I've always wanted this. I don't care what it is. Three to five of them. You look at them, you pick them out, and you say, we need to have an opinion on these. We'll be right back once Kyle makes his decision. All righty, we're Kyle's back. made his choices. We're back. There's a lot of anxiety while he was going through these. Don't, so uh, Don't want to. So we'll we'll start with the up. first one. Why don't, uh, why don't you hold it up for the people to sure. see it once you introduce it? Beach Boys, Pet Sounds. Oh, some would probably say uh, Beach Boys' best album. It's one of those, like, you know, it's uh, Sgt. Pepper's, Led Zeppelin Two, just, you know, great albums. People talk about the album a lot. Um, my question was, have you listened to the whole thing? Yeah. Is it as good as it is said to be? Because I know you're a lot bigger on the Beach Boys than I am. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a Frankie Valley guy. I, uh... But I do like them. I just never listened to all of the songs other than... Wouldn't it be nice? And gosh, that might be the only one I know. I, uh, on there. I haven't listened to it in a while. Mm-hmm. I like this album, obviously, which is why I bought it on vinyl. Uh, haven't been in a Beach Boys mood recently. Sure. Um, but I mean, I think it's it's everything that you expect from the Beach Boys. There's the fun songs. There's oh, the slower okay. harmony kind of songs. That was going to be um, my question. Like, even though there's only one of their major hits on there, mm-hmm. it's still good to listen yeah. to. Okay. Yeah. Like the whole album album is completely. Because there's some uh, Beatles albums where it's like, like Yellow there's Submarine. There's one song that I can't think of that I thought was really corny, and I can't think of what it was, because I probably, honest to God, haven't listened to this album in a year. 
Uh, That's fine. Aside from Wouldn't It Be Nice. But other than that, there's the one song I know I think is just a little too corny for me. Mm-hmm. Um, That's fine. I, I, I love the album. Like, I, I don't know even if I could say there's a song on it that, like, I really go to other than Wouldn't It Be Nice. Sure. But as an album, just, like, the flow of it, the the whole Beach Boys kind of vibe and aura is really is good. Ev- uh, evident here. Gotcha. And I think that... Uh, I think it lives up to the hype, isn't it? The long-winded way of saying that. It definitely lives up to the hype. That's good to know. Because there's some Beatles albums that either they've got, like Yellow Submarine has Yellow Submarine and like mm-hmm. that's it. As and I then, rudely cut you off when right, you tried to say that earlier. You're Just fine. like I did again. <laughs> there's like two songs on there that are good. Uh, and then there's some Beatles albums. I can't name any off the top of my head. I'm kind of just reaching here. But I feel like there's some where it's like, man, this band's album is great. Mm-hmm. And then you listen to it and you're like, well, I mean, the two songs that I know are great, but mm-hmm. it's not really like some deep cut or anything. Do you know, you know what I felt that about? One that you almost pulled, Abbey Road. Abbey Road. I, See, I don't I know all the songs on Abbey Road. was underwhelmed by it. I've never And hopefully to no album. one's like, oh, you pretentious jerk. Like, you didn't know. And again, I haven't listened to the whole Beatles discography to like see their change and sure, maturity and stuff. Sure. But listening to it, I probably liked about half of it. Wow. Is that the one that has come together on it? It's their late come, stuff. I think come together is on it. Yeah. Hey Jude, maybe. I don't know. Like I said, there's the, half of it, it are more, a little more really good, but some of the non hits are just like, what the hell are they doing? I feel like a lot of Beatles songs are either a slam dunk or yeah. you got stuff to do. Someone tweeted the other day that a lot of the Beatles, not even some of their like hits, just sound like more advanced children's songs. And that's kind of how some of these feel. I don't know yeah. if Abbey Road exactly is one that fits that bill, but right. there's definitely some songs on it where you're like, the Beatles had a lot of misses for as many hits as they had. They they I have know. a lot of misses in terms of the non-single song. I, yeah, I will admit there were some like that were just popular because they were popular, like that She Loves You, Yeah, Yeah, Yeah song. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get the yelling. I don't get that that's a good song. I think it's just popular because they were popular. What's your favorite Beatles song? That is your favorite Beatles song? No, what is your oh, favorite what is? Beatles song? Goodness. I don't um, know if we've ever asked that before. I don't know if the subject will ever come up again. So I got I got to throw it out there now. From Me to You is good. It's like the, if, how does it go? Just call on me uh-huh. and I'll send it along uh-huh. with yeah. love. From me get to it. you. That get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great gif. Uh... I really like Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Like the song. Like the... Right. That. Yeah. The problem is it's really quick because it's the opening and ending of the album. And it gets overshadowed by A Day in the Life mm. and uh, what's the other song on there? Uh, Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. I also really like that song. I don't... I like a lot of Beatles songs. I used to hate them. I used to be one of those people that got oh, Beatles suck. And then right. I listened to them in that music class I took at uh, I college. I go back and forth on that idea like i think they're great but there's sometimes where i just listen to them, like what is this like yeah poppy bull crap and it's- sure there yeah there's some of their early stuff that's like gosh especially mm-hmm. when they like they got started just doing uh like uh covers mm-hmm. like uh the mr postman song and it's like all right this is just the beatles singing like it's not they don't they weren't adding anything to those mm-hmm. songs so hey, HKO fans are my tongue is my tongue blue wow <laughs> yeah Mm-hmm. It's 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 actually pretty 
staggering. Uh, I'm the same way with Elvis. I really like Elvis once I gave him a chance, and there's some people who just hate him. I, I never got into Elvis. Yeah, I just think he's got a great voice, and regardless... Dude died on the crapper. Yeah, I understand. I, but he's From advanced he's a, constipation. He, he's a top 10 vocal talent ever. I think. Suspicious Minds is great. That's all I have to offer about Elvis. Sorry to any Elvis fans. I don't mean to be no, a douche. A, I just a, never got into him. That's a great song. I think it's The Imposters. I gotta send you... It's uh, The Elvis Imposters. <laughs> he does uh, Unchained Melody, which is a Righteous Brothers song. Mm-hmm. He did it live, and it was like, I don't know, a year or so before he died. I mean, he looks bad. He's in the jumpsuit. He's sweating. There's a guy who has to give him water and like whatever, but Wow. He like lets it go and uh-huh. he's just drenched in sweat. The sweat's Swe- flying off. Oh, it's it's so beautiful. Uh, the only reason I grabbed out Ride the Lightning one is because we went to a discount uh, bookstore that had records and CDs, mm-hmm. and I could have had this on CD for ten dollars that day, mm-hmm. and I didn't get it. I, and I'll tell you in recent memory, that's one of my biggest regrets. My uh, <laughs> my CD collection's pretty impressive, but I think in terms of classics, this is definitely better. But I really wish I invested that money. Granted, I didn't have an aux cord or anything, mm-hmm. and that's I didn't have the, even the transmitter because I didn't know those existed when I started oh, right, driving, right, right. so I bought a bunch of CDs. Yeah. I really wish I knew about transmitters so I could have put more money into this collection earlier. Sure. But at your point, there is always that feeling of regret when you leave a thrift shop or something and you didn't buy it, and you're like, it was like $4. Why didn't I just buy it? Even if it skips a song or something. like That's just it. Because I, I look at this, and it's like side one, Fight Fire with Fire, which I'm not familiar with, and then you get Ride the Lightning, For Whom the Bell Tolls, and Fade to Black. That might be the best three in a row in well, of albums. That you, when, I mean, that's one of the better th- sides of an album you can get. Exactly. Thing. Three in a row bangers. Except um, for like, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, like the Greatest Hits mm-hmm. or the Led Zeppelin ones. That are just all great. when uh, when I bought this, I was just starting to get into Metallica. It was probably sophomore year of college, I think, is when I got my record player. So two years ago now, uh, or maybe one year. Yeah, that'd be two years ago, roughly. We've only been graduated for a few months, but yeah, the yeah, ma- the math works around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you screw off anyone who's saying what, what are you talking about? Um, at the time, I was just getting into them, and two things that really really got me to buy the album. I went to Fye. Mm-hmm. Uh, who charges a bunch of money for records? I would recommend going almost go to your local anywhere shops. else. Yeah, um, definitely go local. That's not against Fye. It's just you can find them cheaper, and if you why spend all the money if you don't have to. Right. Um, I love the cover. It's one of the better. I wanted to get covers. into Metallica, Master of Puppets. Of course, I heard the stuff with the symphony. I heard. Uh, some of their other bigger stuff I heard. I don't know if I listened to the full album or not, but I, you know, I wanted to. I ride the lightning. It looks badass. Look at it. it's lightning hitting electric chair, providing the electric for the electric chair. Yes. Um, and then I flipped it over. It's like, well, what's on this? Fade to Black's my favorite Metallica song. Fade to Black is great. And then I saw For Whom the Bell Tolls. What you said. And then when I actually played it, I heard Fight Fire with Fire and Ride the Lightning, and I was like, whoa. Yeah. And then Trapped Under Ice is pretty good. Creeping Death's good. Uh, escape in the call of I don't even remember how you pronounce this K T U L Cthulhu Cthulhu is I, don't, it might I think it's be. Cthulhu whatever I don't, remember. I don't remember them but like what's that six out of the eight songs are I love like are yeah. good and, and this was early Metallica it's it's too. early Cliff Burton still in the band this is like I everyone says Master of Puppets again I'm not a huge like Metallica fan where sure. I'm one of the people that 
wears, you know, Metallica shirts every... I have a Metallica shirt, but I don't wear one everywhere. I don't buy their $400 right. box set, like, bundle things and right. all the other side crap they do, but I do like them. I do know a couple of their albums pretty well through and through, but, uh, like, this is... Th- I would listen to this one. Yeah. If I was trying to get someone to listen to Metallica, I would 100% say listen to this one. Yeah, if you're going to give them a whole album, that's a good one. Also, sure. ever since I heard the symphony version... Of Master of Puppets, the one they do with the symphony, the San yeah. Francisco one, or orchestra, whatever you want right. to call it. I don't want to offend any uh, classical music people. Hmm. Uh, I've always preferred that version now to the actual Master of Puppets. I still got to listen just, to it, I think. I don't know if I've heard as it. As like, raw and intense as that is, especially because the recording's kind of dirty-ish, grungy sounding. Right. As, as much as that's the case, something about that live one just feels more oomph. I can understand. Yeah, so I don't know. It might be a very unpopular opinion, but that's how I kind of feel about it. So I like that. That was Ride the Lightning. Nice. That's why. That's why I own that. What I will say quickly about that, uh, just because I made a Metallica playlist, Mm -hmm. and it was basically just a reason for me to listen to Fade to Black and One back to back, just Mm -hmm. because I like those. Those are my two favorite songs. Fade to Black came out first. Next time you listen to them. Fade to Black's great, and I feel like one took the formula of Fade to Black mm-hmm. and just made it better. It's mm-hmm. got the slow intro, gets heavy, ends that way. Oh, it's beautiful. This one here, The Stranger by Billy Joel. Yes. Probably his best. I mean, I bring it up because we just talked about, wow, you got four bangers in a row, basically, on one side of an album. Like, that's rare. Mm-hmm. Moving out. The Stranger, Just the Way You Are, Scenes from an Italian Restaurant. Great. And then the other side, Vienna, Only the Good Die Young, She's only, she's Always a Woman, Get It Right the First Time, Everybody Has you a Dream. You listed off about seven in a row that are probably... His, like, some of his biggest songs. If you were to songs. say, name ten of Billy Joel's best songs. Right. Or most known songs, all of the first seven songs you listed probably make that list. Yeah. This wasn't his first album, but I believe it was his second or third. And, it, I mean... Scenes from an Italian restaurant in Vienna are probably scenes from an Italian restaurant is his best. Mm-hmm. Vienna's probably top five. I mean, that's a really good song. And then yeah, only the good die young and just the way you are, are great. Mm-hmm. Moving out is just one I, of those classic like hits that he sent. You know, it's I love when the transition of power when you hand me the album and I I hold it up and go now now we're talking about me. Uh, <laughs> is this in here? Yeah, it's in there. It just felt very good. This is old. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of it being old, um, I got my record player, and my mom's like, I have some records. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you're going to like anything. And I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't like most of it. But she did give me Africa, the one Africa by right. Toto's on. I don't know what the actual name. I don't It might either. be Toto. Toto 4 or it something. It could be a I, self-titled. I yeah. can't remember. I'm not really into Toto that much, aside from Africa. Who is? Um, one of them was this. And I knew Piano Man. And whatever album Piano Man's on, I listened to right when I got Spotify freshman year of college. Okay. And I was like, eh. right. And then you hear that, and, and then it's got all the hits. I was like, hits. okay, Billy, like you got a second. The minute I hear I said, okay, Billy, in the first song, I was like, ooh, okay. And yeah. The first time I heard scenes from an Italian restaurant when I played this, mm-hmm. I was like, why are we not talking about that? Why are we talking about Piano Man? I like immediately halfway through the song, I was like. This is better than Piano Man. And it, I've always shared that thought ever since. It, it took half a listen to that song for me to go, this this should be like his song. His, I know it's a little longer, but Queen has Bohemian Rhapsody. Why right. why can't this be the case for this song? I I would go on the record and say that is the biggest like 
I don't even know. Overlooked? Oh, yeah. (laughs) The biggest oversight in musical history that Billy Joel is known for Piano Man. And that, like, which is fine. I mean, Piano Man's a hit. There's, you know what I mean? Like, Led Zeppelin's known for Stairway to Heaven over all their other songs, whether it's their best or not. We had a, we we went to Cleveland a couple weeks ago, and my uncle was playing music. And I really didn't take him to be a big music guy. Mm Mm-hmm. He, he's quiet. He's kind of reserved. Really, really one of those people that. Uh, oh, who's your who's your friend that went camping with us? The the one that went camping. He visited RMU a couple times. Oh yeah. no, he's not your friend. He's John's friend. Oh, Shane. He's John's friend. Yeah, Shane. Is that his name? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I don't yeah, know why Shane. I thought it was not. I knew who you were talking about. Who, I was it, like, wait, it was my John's friend, not your friend. Anyway, I mean, I'm friends. You're no, he's nice quiet. Guy. He's a really friendly kid, but yeah. he's not really going to talk unless he's talked to. Keeps to himself, but if you get him going, like then we'll talk really to you. He, he yeah, appreciates yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. He gives a one-liner that just hits better than anybody. Like even <laughs> yeah. me, who t- never stops, he'll make a one-liner at some point. It gets a bigger laugh than me trying to make jokes for forty-five minutes straight. Sure. Um, I don't remember where I was going with that at this point. Your, your uncle? Yes, my wasn't uncle. Into my music. uncle's that kind of guy. Gotcha. That's the kind of guy my uncle is. Me forgetting whose friend it was kind of threw that thought off. It derailed it. But anyway, we're sitting on the back porch. He's got a TV hooked up to the back porch, mm-hmm. really nice lawn furniture, everything, the whole nine yards. And uh, we listened to a 25-minute version of the Immigrant Song. Wow. A live version. That song is... And I said, song... if I was at that concert, as mm-hmm. much as I love Led Zeppelin, I would have been like, all right. The immigrant song is not the song to make twenty five minutes. No, I'll be honest with you. I, Led Zeppelin is my favorite band. I think I think they're the best four man rock group out there. I'm not a fan of immigrant song. Probably. Wait, I'm mixing that up with Cashmere. Wait, immigrant song for twenty five. Yeah. Wait, I I swear you said ca- Cashmere. No, that song no, immigrant is long song. and like immigrant song. I think Stairway is longer than Cashmere, and it does not feel as long. Cashmere, it's good, but it has a very long feel to it, if that makes any sense. Immigrant song? Yeah. Wow. 25. Anyway. um, (laughs) That's insane. My other point was that uh, as much as I love scenes from an Italian restaurant, I don't know if there's any segment of a Billy Joel song that's better than when Piano Man really picks up and he says they're sharing a drink they call loneliness, but it's better than drinking alone. The way he delivers it and then goes sure. right into the solo, the piano solo. How many of those are there? Um, I, I think that, that overall scenes is better, yeah. but that portion of that song, I, I could listen to that portion of that song for about an hour straight before I said, all right, let's change it. That's understandable. I do think his one of his better piano Playing songs. Don't you dare say is, is pia- I thought no, you were no, say no. is piano. No, man. And I was say, there's I mean, the door. It opens up very smooth, and then it gets fast, and it's got a lot of like, dun, 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 like there's a, it's great. But what an album! I also love these albums. I mean, yeah. Could you imagine going like? What's funny too is like Vienna, and scenes from Italian restaurant weren't hits when they came out. Mm-hmm. Like, we did. It's funny talking about that, thinking like, wow. Imagine if everything on that album was a hit the way it is now. Mm-hmm. That would have been. My uh, People probably would have been saying that over Piano Man. My favorite thing about older albums, obviously this is like an original. Yeah. So, might be worth money. Uh, 
but there's no lyrics.com to look up the lyrics right, or anything. So they, have them all, so oh, they yeah. give them on this this lyric sheet and everything it's produced by. Also, they need yep. to put something on the other side. Right. So you get these really fun pictures of the band and people and here you have Billy Joel doing his best Sylvester Stallone impression with some boxing gloves strung over his shoulders. It's awesome. And then I on the back I remember thinking of that when I I don't know who Back of the actual album. It's just him and the studio band or whoever his touring band was just chilling at a diner. Is that so, who that is? Okay. I didn't know if it was I mean, supposed to be like that or his buddy. I think actually no. This might be the guy in the one documentary I watched. That might be his drummer. There was a documentary on Netflix a while ago called Hi- Hired Gun. And it was about touring and studio musicians, basically, and just what their life entails. And this yeah. guy did not have good things to say about Billy Joel. I don't know if I've talked about that before. Because Billy Joel got in trouble with, like, taxes or something. Yeah, you said. And, then and kinda... this guy was like, I'd been his drummer for 15 years, so I just said, hey, Billy, how about a raise? And Billy never talked to me again. I was like, well, you did wait until he was having a bunch of tax problems yeah, I mean, to be like, hey. picked a bad time. Said, That's a bad time. All bad right. Time, Bob. All these classics. And then, then what's the last one? And the last one is, I don't know the title of it, by Billy Eilish. Uh when the we first... all fall asleep, where do we go? By Billie Eilish. Is that really That's a gift from my girlfriend? I see. Well, now I, <laughs> I feel bad bringing it up. I don't want to be. Uh... Oh no, she she hated the whole process. Oh, because okay. that wasn't like a she likes it and was trying to force me to like it thing. Oh, okay. I good. genuinely like that album. Oh, okay. So, but get into whatever you. Get no, into whatever I just you have to say. I didn't want to be further on the. Uh... On the dislike list mm-hmm. for making fun of her uh, album choice, I see bad guy, and I've heard of that. Um, uh huh. When the party's over, sounds familiar. I l o m i l o. Is that? <laughs> I don't remember how you actually. Let me see it. And lomilo is that a word or is that an abbreviation? I can't remember. The first song is just what seven exclamation points. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. the name of this album called? When we all fall asleep, where do we go? Which is the refrain of the song "Bury a Friend." Wow. That some people accuse her of ripping off from the doors because the melody kind of sounds the same in the way she delivers it. Wow. I just, uh, you answered my question by saying it was a gift from your girlfriend. I wondered yes. why you had a Billie Eilish Okay, album? here's the thing. Everyone was like, you know, Billie Eilish was the talk of the town for a bit. Bad Guy was everywhere. Yeah. And I liked Bad Guy. I thought the production was good. It was a really, you know, the beat bump. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of fun. Sure. And then I... Uh, heard which one was it you should see me in a crown maybe and i was like oh that's all right then i heard when the party's over ultimate banger sad song like banger of a sad i've song. heard of that like i i'll probably uh, listen to that one after i leave here and then bury a friends just really good uh the really thing the thing that really makes this her brother does a lot of the production he might do all of it i'm not sure though i don't want to be wrong mm-hmm. uh the production's insane on this album like the the beats he makes the the melody, like it all just, it's good to listen to. What also makes this different is they always like say, oh, she's an industry plant. She might be. I don't really care. Uh, I didn't like her new album, by the way, to anyone who's asking if I'm just a complete like suck up to Billie Eilish music. Uh, but she like kind of does this whisper sing thing where it's like really quiet, kind of you hear the production more than you hear her, but it's still like nice to go with it. Okay. And it sounds different. Okay. And then she can actually sing high notes and stuff so i'm not like a huge billy eilish fan sure. but i do genuinely enjoy this album no that's not that's the whole I... album but 
six, seven songs from it, enough to warrant wanting to get it. Sure. Also, like what we're doing, it's a good conversation piece when a 22-year-old guy says, you want to see my record collection? And whips out a Billie Eilish album. Fair enough. It was an interesting cover. I pulled it out. I said, are, are her eyes white out? And when uh, said, when uh, Kayla gave it, I'm going to bleep that out so no one finds out who she is. Uh, when I was presented this, uh, there was a picture of my face over her face, and the eyeballs were drawn in white to match it, and it was the creepiest but funniest that's thing haunting. ever. That's <laughs> haunting. Yeah, it's haunting to see yourself with no pupils and just white in your eyes. To see what you look like. Yeah, uh, yeah. All right, Kyle. Well, what I, time is it, my friend? I think that brings us to the second rendition. Yeah, yeah. Kyle's Files, kids. We're back. We're back with a clutch of witnesses. And I know what you're thinking. Well, what good's a crime with a bunch of witnesses? Well, I'll tell you. Fun fact we watched this about three weeks ago at this point. Yeah. There's I, a I haven't watched it since, but I looked at one note, remembered the whole thing. Yeah. I got three key talking points that I remember from my notes, which are on my phone. So don't expect me to contribute too much. That's fine. I'll go through and then you uh, you interject. It's pretty uh, linear one to follow, mm-hmm. but uh, there's some speed bumps along the way. January 29th. Yeah. I now see what I did there too. I didn't realize what you meant at first. Very good. January 29th, 2001, which is earlier compared to a lot of them, which take place seems like 80s, 90s. So. Mm-hmm. Early 2000s in Duluth, Minnesota, Eric Schriefer is missing, and a friend calls and tells the police that he's missing. Uh, the beginning of this one is the two eyewitnesses say they saw someone who would come to be Eric Schriefer get ran over twice. Police can't recover a body or find the car, and they can't contact the witnesses who say they saw it. All they have to go on is blood and snow. Mm-hmm. So the whole opening of this episode is, well... Brutal. Exactly. And what are we going to do if we got nothing? So uh, Eric was an apprentice for the Boilermaker Association, they said. Uh, Known to be quiet and a good worker. That's the usual opening they give. Sounds like Kyle Smith. (laughs) (laughs) Right. They give the the generic opening uh, to tell you a little bit about this guy, which I think is good. Uh, Especially because we find out he gets into a bar fight and that led to his murder. Mm -hmm. Um demise right it's cool that they at least say like people genuinely thought this guy was nice it's mm-hmm. not like well he got into bar fights a lot and he got what was yeah. coming to him like it's they, cool they made they... it sound like a rarity that this sort of thing exactly was and then like you see pictures not that you judge people on pictures but like this guy doesn't look like he's out to get anybody mm-hmm. or you know super mean so he's last seen at a party at a biker clubhouse uh, that plays into it there's some rivalry between different members of different biker gangs and uh, how that fight kind of breaks out the two guys, the two witnesses, the clutch of witnesses, they saw Eric get into a fight with Joseph Waymanen, who was there a member. There were some last names in this well, one. <laughs> Charlie Johnson and Herbert. Herbert? I, rem- I wrote this specifically. It's not Herbert, I don't believe. I believe his name is Herbert Zingle. What's funny about that, Nick? That's his last name. Wow, you're going to laugh at a man over his Charlie Johnson and Herbert I just know what happens to Herbert Zingle too Which makes it funnier Charlie Johnson and Herbert Zingle Maybe it is Herbert But Herbert Zingle is what I have written And I'm pretty sure autocorrect would have Came into play They saw Eric get into a fight with Joseph Waymanen Rival biker member Eric and Joe 
they're separated. The fight continues outside. Uh, these witnesses say that... Uh, I don't know why they had to like clarify this, but the witnesses say Wayman and easily won the fight. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. well, you don't have to, they were like, to be an ass about it. Like the dead guy was a scrub of yeah. a fighter. He, he was getting thrown all over Timbuktu. Like, you don't have to step on a dead man. The, announce, the, the narrator even like got into it. He's like, he was easily overpowered. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> Not like he talks like the John Cena prank call guy, like I did there, but he's like, he was easily overpowered and was no match. <laughs> yeah, but like I don't care. He's dead. Don't he's the victim. On, like, don't stop on his grave. Assuming right. they found the body. <laughs> Jesus. Good, good tie back. Uh, so while he was still on the ground, those witnesses say they saw Joseph Wayman and run him over in his truck. He was still alive. Puts it in reverse. Runs him over again. Then. And I have question marks here. The witnesses ran inside for fear of also being run over. I get that. <laughs> they, like, they saw how easily overtaken the dead guy was. And yeah. They and said, I, we don't want any of that. I get like, if you watched a murder, you don't want people, you know. But like, you're at a bar. There was a fight. And then the fight went outside. And then this dude ran over the guy in this truck. Like, it's not like mm-hmm. you were spying and witnessed a murder secretly. And now you have to like, yeah. try and like hide from the murderer like he's right there outside mm-hmm. i don't the way they the fact that they ran inside they're bigger cowards than the little girl from the last one we did that just <laughs> sprinted into the living room and saw her dead mom and then ran a ran like 25 miles to go get a phone oh so they run inside so now and also they'd been drinking that night so that calls into question the validity of uh, the witnesses also, eight inches of snow come down. It's in Minnesota, so the blood is just covered in snow. We find out that Joe Waymanin was a member of the Thunderbird Gang, which I think is a very stereotypical name for a biker gang, uh, right out of Greece, and he was ex-military. Uh-huh. So it kind of makes sense that he won that fight so right. handedly, but let's still make it look like Eric was <laughs> I don't know Eric if it was, was the weak. Thunderbirds or when they mentioned the other game. I don't remember what the other gang was. I, I think the other one was Hell's Angels. I thought it was like, Hell's Angels. That's like the big one. When they first said Thunderbirds, I was like, that's kind of a goofy, that's like not an intimidating name. Right. You know? It, not like it needs to be intimidating, but Thunderbirds doesn't <laughs> sound like something like, oh, I'm a Thunderbird. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so. They have to uncover the blood under the snow. Thunderbird sounds like a three-wheeled motorcycle gang name, not a two-wheeled one. That'd be kind of funny to watch because, like, you can't drive side by side, yeah. so you'd have to all go. Into well, a single my neighbor line. was so bad on a motorcycle; she got a three-wheeled one. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. She would be like, "Oh!" And then one day she rolled up with a little, little buggy. A little. We always sidecar. Her her friends would always come over on the motorcycle and be like, "Do you think they just like?" pick on her when she's not like oh, she can't even stay up on a two-wheel one yeah like older people it makes sense but like if you're young or like the two wheels in the front the like jet ski or the mm. snowmobile motorcycles those always had me uh intrigued so there's a trail of blood that leads to a large pool without much after it as they uncover more from the snow which means that the body was dragged under the car is what they think um and they also think that it was loaded into the truck, mm-hmm. which makes sense if there's a pool of blood somewhere. They also think because of the amount of blood that his heart was still beating, which I think all this is really interesting too. Like you see a trail of blood, a big pool, and it stops. It's like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. well, the body was there and it's not there anymore. But like, well, that means he was still alive when this ha- – like the forensics that it gives you is just interesting to think of. Right. You know what I mean? And it's they, like when the uh, – 
guy was hunched over the one person. Yeah. I can't he, remember which episode that was, but they could tell the person was like hunched over them because of the way the blood splattered but, after yeah, it landed. Yeah. I, it's like that where it's like, huh, that is a good way to think Exactly. It. And it's like you didn't necessarily need to know that, but when you get a lot of those little clues that add up, it's like, wow, it makes sense why forensics has been so revolutionary right. in recent years. Um, where was I here? I was trying to move right along chronologically. Um, I also made a note when the person's heart stops beating, the body no longer bleeds. And to be honest with you, that seemed so, that's obvious. Like if, mm-hmm. if you cut your finger and your heart's not pumping, there's nothing to force the blood. Yeah. Out. That's the thing you never really think of though. Not to make us both sound stupid, but I don't think that's a scenario you ever really think of. Right. Like when I think of a dead body bleeding, I ne- like if you cut my head off, mm-hmm. it would bleed for a while, meaning my heart beats for that while. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, but like I'm dead. I think you hear that and it's like implied, but I don't think you ever, I've never really conceptualized heard that. it. I've yeah. never heard it or yeah, conceptualized it until never, he flat out said it. I was like, huh, was that like, makes sense, but I never really thought of that. Yeah. I was like, I feel it like wasn't an idiot a, I don't for know, being blown but, away, but yeah, it makes sense. Um, all righty. <laughs> <laughs> My notes are a mix of like the chronological and then like what I found interesting. So I tried to go back and forth. Uh, they believe the body was lodged under the truck. They said he would have been dead in four hours if he wouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, without uh, intensive care. So they used a coffee filter to... Yeah, that's one sure. of my notes. They used the coffee filter to check I the blood. Really cool. I thought that was really... Like, I think they just got a scoop of snow in the powder and when the yeah. snow... The guy drift. that shot the marble off the tree, the first one of these we did. He Look at all these up, callbacks we're he having. He showed up with his... Co- it's pretty impressive that we remember all that, I'll be honest with you. So then we said, how do they know whose body it is? Since there's no body, whose blood the body belonged to? Mm-hmm. Whose body the blood belonged to? Whose blood the body belonged to? Yeah. Which I'm saying, whose body? Who was bl- bleeding? <laughs> yeah. Who was bleeding? Because they don't know who's who. body. Yeah. From Clue. You've seen Clue? No. I know th- I know. in the board game, the dead guy's oh. name, Mr. Body. Oh. In the movie, his name is Mr. Body. I didn't know his name was that in the game. That yeah. makes sense now. If you like, look at the rule book, it says, Mr. Body is dead or, or something. Yeah. That just blew my mind. Oh, you'll have to watch that. That's one of my... I know uh, it was one. Um, another callback. Another we one. got to reference every episode, right? At least probably halfway there at this point. I, I was going to say, we referenced the camping trip. A that, that was the big one. That was, that was the, the toughest one. one. <laughs> so they know that it was Eric's blood because he had a surgery recently in that time mm-hmm. and uh, matched the blood sample at the hospital. So boom, we what know if it's... They, a, what if he didn't have that surgery? Uh, yeah. Would that have just went cold? Because the, the weird... witnesses were proved unreliable and then they yeah. disappear, which I'll get to. <laughs> Please hold. Uh, they signed the death certificate that determined it's a homicide, but they still didn't have a body, which mm-hmm. was kind of interesting. Usually that doesn't happen. I don't think. Uh, they impound Waymanen's truck. They find no forensic evidence. And then this is where we say the witness's credibility was no good because mm-hmm. they admitted to being drunk. They were hammered. And I put Wayman in, maintained being innocent, and finally we had a suspect who didn't confess the second somebody yeah. asked him if he was even in the crime scene. Well, he was a Thunderbird. Yeah, that's true. He had a little... Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we all have a little Thunderbird. <laughs> sure. <laughs> he's probably... I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. Yeah, dude, he, well, move, he's, move not gonna, he's not going to fold like a, like a cheap tent like some of these uh, witnesses. Even though that's a good thing, because yeah. they're guilty and you want them in jail. 
So the police question his friend who said they went ice fishing. They're like, oh, maybe the body's under the ice. They check all over under the ice mm-hmm. in the fr- like cut a hole in the ice and scuba dive. And I was like, Jesus. I mean, I know it's their job, but my gosh, they were they were in there like that's some badass footage watching them just plop into the ice and go. Hey. And I was gonna say, I'm pretty sure they said like as long as like humanly time. possible, like yeah. they were pushing the limits. Just they were like they could it. be under for 28 minutes given or 30 minutes given the, the temperatures. Like they, they were in there out. for 29, yeah. 37. Like. Right, they pulled about a second too soon. Uh, so the witnesses disappeared. The Hell's Angels like basically just told them, "Hey, like leave town," type thing. Yeah, I thought that well, was really funny. Was yeah, like, hey. <laughs> we don't want any of you wise guys. Uh, Why I wanna? <laughs> yeah, I'm talking to Wayman. And... So the part that I thought was pretty funny, and I don't, they don't go into like the legality of it, but they take his truck again, mm-hmm. and they take it apart piece by piece because like literally all of the interviewed guys are like. There had to have been something in this truck, and yeah. we were going to find something. And I was like, that sounds a lot like you're going to find something that really isn't there mm-hmm. type thing. Like, not plant like, evidence, oops. but... <laughs> right. And it's like... And then they're like, they took it apart, and they showed a guy with like a... a he had, weird thing. like, like power a, washed it, basically, hadn't he? Wayman They, they said yeah. it was too clean, right? Right. And that, that's fair to be suspicious, but like, do they have to get another warrant for it? Yeah, like, how do you... it sounded like some time had passed, and they're like... I'll just look at that again. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how they were able to do that, but I guess good on good Because I feel like you need to have some sort of cause, especially right. after they looked at it once and then- And found nothing. Nothing happened for well, a, a while. Like, thought, how do you just wake up and go, let's look at his truck again? Well, and if I'm that guy too, maybe because I would just be paranoid, but like one, I would have gotten rid of that car. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have bothered washing it or wash it a bunch and get rid of it. Mm-hmm. But two, they checked it all. They didn't find anything. You know- I guess maybe not back then, but like, how do you not get rid of that truck uh-huh. as soon as they gave it back to you and said, okay, it's Put clear. Put it in your front yard with for sale and marker on it. And qu- something. Call, I mean, knock on door. $20. Yeah. <laughs> you can have it in cash. There was a murder committed in it. I don't, what? <laughs> <laughs> so they take it apart bolt by bolt. They eventually find a single strand of hair and small blood stains. And it was literally like underneath like, it wasn't even easy yeah. to find. It wasn't like, oh, we just missed one. Like, they really like had the to... tire cover, basically. Yeah. So the blood and hair belong to Eric. They're not sure. But before this happens, they kind of pressure that Wayman and guy. He says, I'll tell you where the body is to get a reduced sentence. Yeah. It was in the water. They just missed it. And... Uh, they need another five minutes of oxygen, and they would have been able to find exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> I think they found it in the spring, too. Yeah. Like they had to wait until it thawed. Uh, the cause of death was blunt force trauma to the head. I don't know if you remember that no. little snippet. Basically, there's a cinder block in Joe's oh, wait, mom's they... garage. Never mind. That can wait a second. Okay. Basically, the cinder block matches the wound on the head. Mm-hmm. And then he said... He hit him over the head with the cinder block after he was already dead, but that didn't match forensics. And I remember his... Wasn't it like an accident or something, too? He hit him with a cinder block on accident? Yeah, it was like... to finish him off or... Right, but... Yeah. I just have that he claimed he was dead before the cinder block, and it was like that... He definitely used it to finish him off. That was what they were pointing to. And so he got 12 years in prison, parole eligibility after eight. This dude did nothing... No, right. Jail service-wise. That, and that was like the, the biggest part at the end of the episode. Even was with like, a reduced term. Yeah, eight years in prison. I was like, maybe, I don't know if that's a death penalty state, but maybe instead of death penalty, you get life for, right. instead of two life sentences, you get one. Or... Well, yeah, 2001, you figure if he served the max time, 
He was out when we graduated eighth grade. We were in three-year-old preschool. When, yeah, basically, when he, when, he served while we were in grade school. Yeah. And when we got into high school, he got out of prison. That's right. insane. For running a guy over and then beating him with a cinder block. Well, he was a hell's angel. So. Thunderbird. Thunderbird, sorry. Be careful. <laughs> sorry, I, sorry to the Thunderbirds out there. I think you should apologize um, to the angels. You know, what really ruined this for me, did you ever watch wrestling as a kid? WWE or real thing? Real thing. WWE. WWE. Yeah. Like this, the TV show wrestling? Yeah. Um, this just made me think of if you had like two factions that were feuding and they did like a backstage brawl sort of thing, mm-hmm. especially the truck running over. All I could think of in my head was a corny WWE version of a guy being like, I'm going to get you and then yeah. just riding, riding over him twice or something. And then miraculously he appears and is like ready to fight. Right. They got the intimidating guy in the group to tell the other guys in the uh, victims group, you better get out of here. Yeah. And like The whole thing played out like a bunch of... A long-winded WWE storyline of two feuding factions of people, and that kind of ruined it for me. Oh, yeah, I can see that now that you mention it. And, like, how often do you hear of a fight getting going too far, and the guy's like, you know what, I'm just going to run him over in my truck. It's yeah. like, I mean, you had him on the ground in your hands. You know, if you would have choked him to death, I could have seen it. But, like, he got ran to his what car. What was the reason they gave that no one else stepped in? Was it just they were like, oh, they got to sort it out? I, I can't I, remember. You know, that's a good question, because I don't know if they said if uh, Charlie I, Johnson and Herbert Zingle were friends well, or not. Well, not even that. Like, But they made it sound like there was a crowded like, yeah, clubhouse. Yeah, that's a good so, point. And they said it started inside, too, or they told them to go outside. Right. And That's a good point. But I, only two, if they made a big deal of, hey, take it outside, only two really hammered guys or not. I feel like you knew there was about to be a fist fight. A Everybody bunch of people would, would go. Out. Yeah. Unless that's a common thing in biker clubs and it's just a let them duke it out thing. But even so, yeah. I mean, to be honest, it's kind of like... They probably got a referee after this happened. And <laughs> it's probably like shame on those witnesses for going back inside yeah. and not... All, they all probably knew he was going to smoke them. He beat them so easily. <laughs> well, and in that, yeah, right. And in that crowd, you're not going to call 911. Yeah. So, Bikers aren't going to do that. I don't know. But... What we're going to do is have another episode one day. Hopefully next week. This has been Have an Opinion. We'll see you next time.